Chris Lee and Blaine Gilmer of Eastern 14 here to preview Georgia's trip to Auburn in probably Georgia's first big test of the year. Auburn had one this past Saturday at Texas A&M, just could not generate offense in that one, although the defense continues to be good. But Blaine Gilmer, we have seen some pretty crazy stuff happen between Georgia and Auburn when that game is on the Plains. And the computers have got some interesting numbers that I'll get to at the end, but should be a fun one to watch as, as Georgia's played three cupcakes and, and now we'll go to what should be a pretty fired up uh, crowd at Auburn for this one. Yeah, I do think the Georgia win over South Carolina is looking a little bit better than it did maybe uh, early on in the year. South Carolina is playing some good ball uh, yeah. offensively. Uh, so they're, they're doing some things. Auburn, man, Chris, do you realize that Auburn has not had a quarterback throw for over 100 yards Ooh. against the last five power five opponents they've faced, dating back to last year? That is uh, just atrocious when it comes to offensive balance. So uh, I, something's going to have to give here. Are we going to see that Hugh Freeze team start to kick it into gear offensively as many people suspect they would with him being the the head coach and the offensive mind that he is and then of course is Georgia finally going to look like the number one team they've started slow in every single game that they've played however the efficiency really did pick up a lot off offensive wise this last game and we'll and the explosiveness, and I'm sure we'll talk about that, but excited to break down the Deep South's oldest rivalry, Chris, and, and what could be – what could be – it may not happen every year going forward, you know, after this. So we'll see what, what goes on with future schedules, but it's a great rivalry and one I'm excited to break down. Georgia is averaging 41.5 points, Auburn giving up 16. Georgia throws the ball 53% of the time, averaging 8.7 yards per passing play, Auburn giving up – Half that almost, 4.4. Georgia averaging five yards flat a run play. Auburn giving up 5.1. Auburn forcing turnovers on 3.1% of snaps. Georgia giving them up on 1.4%. And not just forcing them, but doing some stuff with them, running them back for scores and everything. I think Auburn's defense, and some of it has been schedule aided, but one of the surprises, I think, is a leap that Auburn has taken up defensively. Now, we got some issues on that other side of the matchup, but uh, I think the way Carson Beck has shown poise and maybe gotten a little bit better, I'm interested to see if he can translate that down to success at Auburn. Yeah, it's going to be – it's Carson Beck's first away game as the starters, first road game. So that is a SEC environment. That's something that that is going to be a benefit for Auburn's defense there. The problem that Auburn has – Chris, and, and Hugh Freeze has alluded to this. He tried to tell everybody in a roundabout way, hey, this roster is not where we need it to be right now. Like, he has been vocal about that. And when you got Keontae Scott out for with, with ankle injury, when you've got Austin Keys, my linebacker, out with a thumb injury for surgery, he won't return for this game. Some key guys like that, it just makes it really hard on you. They had DJ James go in and out of the game for him, out of that secondary. Had another couple guys banged up in that one against Texas A&M. So it's all right. Who's going to be available? How much depth do you have? And how long? How efficient can you be of keeping Georgia from staying on the field and extending drives? Because if you could get a couple three and outs early in this one. Get Carson Beck rattled a little bit. That would help you out a lot because if the longer Georgia stays on the field, 
Chris, offensively, that offensive line is just going to lean on Auburn, and they are more talented across the board than Auburn is. You know, when you talk about offense for Georgia, they had Carson Beck was in for eight possessions for Georgia against UAB, Chris, and they had six touchdowns in those eight eight possessions. So, you know, people like to poke things, say, okay, maybe he missed a throw here to, to Jackson Meeks, a wide open post down the middle of the field. That happens sometimes in football. You miss you miss somebody, but the young man uh, has waited his turn. You talk about expectations with back to back national championships, uh, and then you got to come in and be the next guy. Twenty two of twenty two of thirty two with a couple of drops uh, the other night. Three hundred seventy seven yards, three touchdowns, and is picking up first downs uh, when Georgia needs him with his legs. So I think he's playing good football. The question is, who's all going to be available for Georgia? You got Kendall Milton out. <laughs> You know, with with at a running back position, uh, Roderick Robinson's out, two tight ends out, an, an offensive lineman, and Marius Mims has been out. So they're a walking mash unit over there as well. So it's going to be interesting when Georgia's offense takes on Auburn's defense. Auburn is averaging 32 points a game, Georgia giving up 11.3. Again, some of those points have come off defense. Because when you dig into the offensive numbers, Blaine, they are not pretty. And look, Auburn has played some, some pretty – poor teams so far so although one of them is not texas a&m last saturday just to make that clear auburn is only averaging 5.7 yards per throw and i think that is the worst in the sec actually it's not per throw that's per passing play when you take sacks into consideration auburn is running at 58 percent of the time getting 5.4 yards per run play georgia giving up 3.9 on rushing plays 4.5 on passing plays. Now, interestingly, and maybe this is schedule, Georgia not a team that has forced a lot of turnovers recently. Didn't last year. It's getting turnovers on 2.7% of snaps, which is about the rate at which Auburn is turning it over. That would not bode well uh, for, for Auburn, as much trouble as it's have moving the ball. You put a couple turnovers in there, and I don't see Auburn having any chance to – to get an upset, that that's projection. But we just want to look at that turnover number. That's pretty interesting. That's not really been Georgia's game. And with Auburn having some struggles there, I'll be interested to see how that facet of the game plays out. Yeah, we've talked about this Georgia defense before under Kirby Smart. It's not a defense that's much like a Tennessee's, let's say, where they, they focus on a lot of negative plays, getting back getting mm-hmm. back in the backfield, being very disruptive. Georgia is more like a boa constrictor, we would say. Mm-hmm. They just they give you no room to breathe. And but by the time you realize you're in trouble, they've cut out they they've cut off all the oxygen and it's over with. Like you just can't move. So that's what they do is they just kind of create they don't miss tackles. They they make sure that they don't give up the big play, and eventually you hurt yourself, and it's done. The, the drive's done, and they don't necessarily have to create turnovers or get sacks. Now, having said that, they were without Javon Bullard in the secondary against UAB, and they were also without Michael Williams. I think you'll see both of those back in this Auburn game, so that will be big for the Georgia defense. Uh you know, they, they they were breaking in a new corner on the other side of Kamari Lester and Dalen Everett. He's kind of established himself now. So this Georgia defense still just chock full of talent, elite when it comes to speed uh, and, and the ability to to stop the run when with less guys in the box than most teams need. And Auburn 
lost Damari Austin to a shoulder injury, who I would argue everybody thought it was going to be Jarquez Hunter coming into the year that was going to be the best back. I would argue that Damari Austin has been as good as, as you could ask for for Auburn uh, this year. And if he's banged up in any ways, that just hurts hurts Auburn's chances even more. I You know, it's going to take Hugh Freeze emptying the bag uh, taking advantage of that that crowd, getting some momentum going, and, and maybe some trick plays here or there, that kind of stuff to catch Georgia off guard because I think you're going to see a Georgia team that's uniquely focused. Maybe uh, you know a road environment will will have you doing that, Chris, when they've been at home for four yeah. straight games but a very talented Georgia defense. What do you think Auburn's playing as a quarterback this week? Prayer. Uh, I believe in prayer, and maybe Hugh Freeze. Uh, I know he's a man of faith. I'm pretty as well. sure he believes in prayer. Yeah, yeah, he's a man of faith as well. He's going to have to pray uh, because, and there's going to have to be some divine intervention because, like I said, Peyton Thorne has not been. People wanted to say, "Oh, look, he's he's found it out against Samford." There's a reason Samford plays in the in the level that they play. Okay, they don't have the amount of talent that an Auburn would have. Peyton Thorne is not making good decisions with the football. He's not doing things in rhythm. Robbie Ashford, they don't even give a chance really to throw the football hardly. Even Holden Garner got in there for Auburn against Texas A&M. I don't think there's any confidence whatsoever. I think I think you have to play Peyton Thorne against, against Georgia because what is that going to do for the, the confidence? And you made this point on our reaction show, Chris. What's that going to do for the confidence of, of – uh, Garner or or Ashford, if they go in there against a Georgia defense that is yeah. going to be tremendously more talented than Auburn, I think you just got to go with Peyton Thorne and try to mix in Ashford when you can, like they like they've been doing. Um, but they have to be able to run the football. Uh, if if Phil, if Philip Montgomery and company can't get a decent running game against Georgia, then they've got no shot because, like I said, they have not had a hundred yard passer against a Power Five team on going on five games now. All right, a couple of things on special teams and penalties. Georgia averaging 42 yards worth of penalties a game. That's one of the better marks in the league. Auburn averaging, averaging 51. That's about average. Georgia's special teams ranked 68th by SP+. Auburn's 59. So don't see much of a difference there in those two areas. Okay, the line is 16 and a half in Georgia's favor, the over under 47 and a half, making for a predicted final of 32-16. FPI has this game with the home field advantage as Georgia in 12. Georgia favored by 14 according to SP Plus, only 8 according to Sagarin. A little surprised at that one. Honestly, I, I look at that 32-16 final, and I, I don't see how Auburn gets to 16 in this one. Yeah, I mean, Georgia's going to need to turn the ball over, I think, for them to be able to put up points, give Auburn a couple of short fields, things like that. Maybe Auburn blocks a punt or a kick or something like that to, to get momentum in this game. They're going to have to steal a possession. I wouldn't be surprised for Hugh Freeze if they get a, a fourth and short, even in their own territory early on in this game, to roll the dice and try to keep things going, play the analytics. That's what you're going to have to do when you're vastly, vastly less talented than Georgia is across the board, basically at every at every position. Um, and I think Georgia has yet to put a complete game together, but they were very close against UAB 
Chris, they had questions and, and problems in the red zone the first three games. Well, they went six for six, six touchdowns on six chances in the red zone against UAB. That does a lot for their confidence, does a lot for uh, Carson Beck's confidence. And I would be shocked if Lad McConkey was practicing last week. He did it in a non-contact jersey. They have not had him this year. You know how valuable he has been to Georgia the last two years during this championship run. He really made his coming out party two years ago at Auburn, him and Stetson Bennett with that connection they had on a couple deep balls. I think you'll see Ladd McConkey play. If there's any possibility that he can go, he's going to give it a go in this one. And then they'll, they'll probably get Kendall Milton back, probably get Javon Bullard and, and Michael Williams back. I think this is a bad time for Auburn to have some key injuries and for Georgia to be getting them back. I think a lot of those computer stats are based on, okay, Georgia's lack of strength to the opponents they played. But I think you'll see Georgia step their game up a little bit. I like Georgia to win this one. And I think they'll, I think it'll be probably a three touchdown game. I like Georgia to win by 20, 21 points. Yeah, that, that makes two of us. All right. We are previewing every single SEC game this week. We preview every single SEC football game involving FBS opponents. Best way to get that, hit that subscribe button. If you hit the like button, that also helps our analytics. For Blaine Gilmer, I'm Chris Lee. We are Southeastern 14. We'll see you again soon.